Well, hello, dads, and welcome to another edition of the Dad Nation podcast. My name is Jason Braun, co-host of this podcast, director of a ministry called Dad Camp that is on mission to build stronger fathers, to build stronger families. And with me from afar uh, this month is my friend and fellow Dad Camp team member, Derek Gillum. How are you this morning? Hey, Jason. Good to be here. Certainly doing well here back in Indiana. Certainly miss you. So I am off-site this month. I am on the phone doing this episode with Derek uh, from my hometown in Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, and I'll explain a little bit more of why I'm there uh, in a little bit. But uh, but this uh, podcast is just a way for us as uh, as a ministry to just encourage dads every month. And so uh, this is episode number 25. We had our two-year anniversary last month, and so excited to to jump back in, but uh, but uh, I know Derek's been with me one other time, I believe, on on the podcast. But Derek, I'll introduce him just a little bit. But he's been on staff with us for a little over a year. But one thing that he and I share in common that is about to set off for another incredible year is the game of baseball. And so, Derek, I think this week, um, tomorrow, I believe you are you are heading somewhere kind of cool. What tell us about that? Yeah, and even as you introduced that, I, I've got chills on my arms because it's it's baseball season, and yes, that's, that's here. And, and I'm a big baseball fan. We're a big baseball family. And yes, we're actually leaving tonight. We're going to arrive in Washington, D.C. tomorrow, and then on Thursday, the Atlanta Braves and the Washington Nationals open up the MLB season on the first uh, day, one o'clock game, we've got tickets. Me and my family are going to be there. So we're Braves fans, and to, to head to D.C. to see them open up uh, this upcoming season is, I think, going to be a special moment. And I could, I mean, I could just go on and on about who they're pitching and what what the matchup looks like. But <laughs> so who are uh, they pitching? <laughs> they are pitching Max Fried. So okay. he's he's kind of the ace of the Braves staff and. Um, we're looking to get back again to another World Series. So I'm a Braves fan myself, but it's not my team like it is your team. And uh, so I am all in uh, on the Braves. Uh, my team is is the Blue Jays. Do you think? Do you think we could have a Blue Jays Braves World Series this year? That would be amazing. I will start saving up now so we can buy all the tickets. Uh, for those seven that seven game series if there's potential for that to, to come to fruition in october we will be there that is for sure <laughs> yes um, how about a friendly little wager from from afar here uh toronto blue jays will have more wins this year than the atlanta braves you willing to take i that will on? definitely i will definitely take that bet right. and if you want to even wager like some high stakes here i feel really confident in the braves this season you know uh, it, they're in a tough division. I would argue that the Blue Jays may be even a, a harder division, but but they're both good divisions. Going to be going to be tough this year. Um, but yeah, like, let's just go with like yeah. Let's let's just hope that we can see each other in the World Series. But we'll take the lunch on whoever wins more games. Lunch on the other on the loser. How's that? Deal. 
handshake from afar. All right, brother. So yeah, we love <laughs> baseball, Derek. You are all in with your boys as a coach. I am helping uh, coach a high school team along with my son this year, and uh, we've got high expectations too for that team. We are actually ranked, I believe, number two in the state to begin the season, which is pretty cool for for our team. So I'm uh, hoping to make a state uh, state run uh, for us as well. So yeah, going to be awesome. The weather's changing and uh, excited for baseball to start. Uh, we are on the heels or I am on the heels of taking a team and coming back from dad camp, Hawaii. We launched our first ever uh, Hawaii dad camp a few weeks ago, and it was on the Island of Kauai. And so Shout out to any dads, first-time dads listening from Hawaii. You guys are awesome and uh, excited to have you join us and excited to be back in Hawaii next year to build on what uh, was started. But, Derek, I know you've been to the island of Kauai, and so question of the day for this month for you is your favorite memory or location or something from your trip, your experience on the island of Kauai. Yeah, it's such an amazing place. And of course, just kind of the scenery and the beauty of the island would be would be up there. And even the pace of life that the kind of the island culture has there was was refreshing. And uh, but what I would really say, I mean, I love, you know, the beauty and, and how God created the world and what that looks like. But I also love food and the the Kahlua pork, this this pig yes. that's cooked in the ground. Uh, wrapped in banana leaves, and then this kind of this earth oven uh, that they cook this pork in, by far the best, and I like barbecue, but this was by far the best pulled pork or shredded pork that I've ever had anywhere. So that was certainly a highlight uh, of my trip to Kauai. So I didn't uh, wish I could that, get back there. I didn't have that experience, but I did have the Kahlua pork at like a restaurant, nothing like you're talking about. And this it is phenomenal. I'm going to join you on on a food memory for me. It was, you know, I've had shaved ice in my life, mm. or so I thought. <laughs> yes. But it's actually not shaved ice for all of you uh, mainland people that we think it's called shaved ice. It's shave ice. And I was definitely corrected. Uh, there and it's definitely marketed that way but i'm telling you i have never had anything quite like the shave ice on the island of Kauai. that at the base of your shave ice at this one location is a scoop of macadamia nut mm. ice cream that melts into this this concoction that they put together that's out of this world my my wife and i um, we were in heaven. Uh, we were like, this is ridiculous. And so that was definitely a memory. But you're right. The beauty of that island is incredible. The camp was uh, up in the mountains. And so it was actually quite a lot cooler than what we kind of expected. You know, going to Hawaii, you're thinking it's, you know, obviously going to be warm and hot. But we were Tropical, quite yeah. cool most of, our, most of our time up there. And uh, we were up next to the Grand Canyon, they say, of, of, of Hawaii called the Waimea Canyon. And camp was literally a three-minute walk to where you had this overlook of the canyon. Absolutely incredible. So uh, what a beautiful, what a beautiful place. But even, even more awesome was dad camp. Uh, we had an incredible group of dads and kids and uh, just, 
just an incredible event and momentum for next year already potentially planning for two dad camps there next year and so uh super excited uh, about the future of, of that new location uh for dad camp and while i was there with a, a team doing dad camp derek you were you were back uh at headquarters in indiana um, and kind of managing with the rest of the team our big registration day which was march 18th uh, for kind of all of our fall camps all over the um, united states and it was again another incredible registration day and response so i, I know you got some stats uh, just share a little bit about what happened on that day yeah so we had yeah a team here that uh didn't have the opportunity to go or or just we knew we had registration day so we stuck around here here at base camp in indiana and were prepared uh, for what we thought and knew was going to happen on registration day so as it opened up right at 8 a.m i mean we immediately had camps even at 8 a.m turn in to a wait list that sold out that were sold out immediately. And just even under 15 minutes, I was looking at some of the numbers in under 15 minutes, we had seven of our weekend camps sell out and start to kick over to a wait list. So oh, cool. it was certainly like activity was buzzing uh, at 8 a.m. I actually uh, met with a group of dads for breakfast that morning. We were sitting, I had taken my computer and, and my phone for for a hot spot and they were all having breakfast. We were all having breakfast. They were watching the timer as it counted down to, to open up at 8 a.m. And as soon as it hit 8 a.m., they all jump on. Uh, and most of them, most of them got into the, the weekend they were first desiring. Uh, others had to kind of join the wait list and then maybe pick a weekend that was open at the time. So man, it was just, it was buzzing at 8 a.m. and, and relatively went smooth, relatively, yep. uh, that we had no major issues or hiccups, you know, a few little hurdles here and there with all the activity and, and people maybe signing up for the wrong camp or uh, di different things we had to work through as a team. We had a, a, a team ready and, and able to take calls and emails and, and be responsive. So just, man, it was just, it was awesome to see just the dad camp community uh, again, show up and, and be ready, willing, and able yep. uh, to jump into a dad camp weekend this season. So Certainly was awesome, and and now we've got yeah we've got uh, I think we'll talk about it in, in at later, but we've got uh, a wait list going in, in quite a few weekends, but there's also quite a few weekends that we still have some space available. So, so we were actually asleep back in Hawaii uh, when registration opened in Indiana. It was two in the morning, and so when we woke up, we were super excited to kind of check out what was going on, and just saw just so many weekends were already full and shout out to the dad camp army who actually uh, were given access to uh, registration a day earlier on the 17th and we we even created an over under uh, back in, in in hawaii we're like all right how many how many registrations are we gonna get on pre-registration day and we set the over under at 500 and it turns out turned out that we had more than 500 which Again, amazing uh, having over 500 guys registered for Dad Camp before we even opened registration day on the on the 18th. And so, way to go, Dad Camp Army! Way to invite your friends and just way to go to the Dad Camp community. And uh, as Derek said, there are still spaces available in every state. And so, if you've got friends, uh, let's go. Let's get more dads. Let's get them signed up and get all those weekends 
filled up, but we definitely had our biggest dad camp registration launch ever. We thought last year was incredible. We created more space this year and, uh, and you, you guys responded. So that's, uh, that's really cool. And also at the same time as that was going on, dad camp Hawaii was going on. We had dad camp in Portugal and dad camp in Uganda happening all at the same time. So, um, we're just excited about, again, the adventure that God has us taking dad camp on and to know that we've got teams in all these different places able to execute and serve dad so well. Uh, just really, really proud of it. So, all right, Derek, let's jump into this month's uh, conversation, the five marks of a man. We've been, uh, have had several episodes uh, so far uh, by this, through this book by Brian Tome of Crossroads Church in Cincinnati. Uh, we've been through the, the, the first two marks of a man. We have covered uh, several discussions on and we are going to jump into mark number three the first two that we've covered are men have a vision so we spent several episodes talking about this just bigger idea that um that men have a vision for you know for their families for their lives that they're not short they don't think in the short term they're always thinking of the long term they don't act impulsively or act on their emotions but they always have a bigger vision in mind with you know thinking thinking of others, thinking of their families, thinking of the greater things that God is calling them to and not settling for, for the short term. And then the second mark was that men take a minority position, that we as men are willing to sometimes stand in the gap, um, not not be a part of the, the, the going with, not going with the flow, be willing to stand up for what we believe, uh, holding to our, our core values, uh, and that's what separates the men from the boys. And again, I'll I'll say, and I've said every episode since we've been doing this conversation is that this is not an age conversation. We talk about boys and we talk about men. We're not talking about an age. We're talking about mm -hmm. a maturity. We're talking about, we've said that there are 45-year-old boys out there and there are 15-year-old men and everything uh, in between. And so this month, we're going to jump into the third mark. And it's the mark that men are team players. And uh, the first conversation that we want to talk about in that third mark is that boys are lone wolves and men are team players. Boys are lone wolves and men are team players. I think, Derek, this really feeds off kind of last month's episode where we talked about interdependence and, and independence and that men are interdependent and boys are independent. And this continues kind of in that thread um, that we kind of started getting into last month and, and uh, gonna jump into this month. So, but as you, you know, before we jump in or as we jump in, Derek, as I'm sitting here, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. You just wanna, what are some thoughts you have as we jump into like this idea of men are team players? I know, as I know you and I watch you live your life, I mean, being a part of a team, leading teams, coaching teams, living as a team, it's a big deal to you. And so, um, you know, just jump in, you know, what, sure, what are yeah. your thoughts there? Yeah, it's, it is unique to, to be recording kind of remotely. So yeah, thanks for, for allowing that space. And as I, I loved how he laid out even the beginning of, of this thought process on boys are lone wolves and men are team players. And when I, when I kind of thought through that, it really just took me back uh, to two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. I was watching the NCAA wrestling championship. So this is the the national finals for 
these these wrestlers and this is you know their pinnacle of their career thus far and yeah and you would you would think wrestling is a team or an individual sport right there's wrestling teams and there's a team championship but wrestling you're on the mat it's it's mono v mono it's you know man versus man so this is an individual sport and it was it, it made me reflect on every almost every champion they 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 interviewed kind of right after they jumped off the mat their hand was raised they jumped off the mat and there was there was a media guy there to interview them and almost every single one had the opportunity to thank everybody that was involved with helping them to get to where they were at. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, Hey, I got here by myself. Look at how awesome I am. All the times I've had to do this or do that. It was thanks to my friends. Thanks to my teammates. Thanks to my community. Thanks to my family. Thanks to my coaches. They had a whole community around them that has helped to lift them up to get to the the highest spot that they could achieve at this at this moment in their career. So that just it just made me reflect on man. I I thought it, wrestling was an individual sport almost, and and these guys are out there working their butts off doing this on their own to get here. And while they certainly do, there's some internal motivation that is helping to drive them. They couldn't have done it without the community around them. Right, right. And, I, you know, I think that plays into his whole example here of like a wolf and a wolf pack, you know, and that, you know, when you see a lone wolf in the wild, uh, that's not a position of strength for a wolf. It's a position of weakness. And it's often those are the wolves that often um, don't make it because they can't survive mm. on their own. They can't survive outside of that pack that 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 works together to, to survive, to take care of one another, to, to get the food that they need to. And so, you know, you think of that as a wrestler, you know, you're out in that mat by yourself, but ultimately that, that, that moment is, is completely dependent upon this team that's built around each wrestler and lifting him up and, you know, to the point where he could achieve the level he's achieving. So, and without that, there's no way they would be where they're at. So it's, it's a, yes. such a cool example. He, he mentions in the book, and I thought this was interesting, and I, I, I do really agree, but he says, you know, if you could master one spiritual discipline, he said it's not for him. He wouldn't say it's not mastering reading the Bible or how to pray. Um, of course, these are incredibly important things. But he says if you could master one spiritual discipline, it would be that you would choose the right friends and leverage them wisely. And, uh, you know, that's probably not something you're going to read in most spiritual discipline books. Um, you know, you do, right. you do hear about the importance of community, of course. Um, but he's, you know, here's a guy who's, um, you know, an incredibly influential pastor uh, today. And he's saying, if there's just one spiritual discipline that I could, that I would, that I would encourage you to master, it's choosing the right friends. Um, I thought that was powerful. What do you, any thoughts? So good. Yeah. I, 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 it it was interesting because he, yeah, he kind of laid out, it's not praying, it's not going to church. It's not giving more money. It's not, uh, you know, prayer or, or disciplines. These, these things we think are important on your spiritual journey, but man, this, this idea of, of community and it just, it did reflect, uh, kind of, you know, 
from the beginning of, of creation. And then God just sees Adam and he's like, hey, it's not good for him to be alone. So he's going to provide someone for him. He's going to, it's not good for him to be alone. I mean, those are words there. Mm-hmm. And and God gives Adam, obviously, a wife, and uh, but he's just starting to, to build that relationship, that community around an individual. So it just made me reflect on that. I loved how, like, and I love thinking about, and he pointed this out too, but, you know, just as a man, as a dad, uh, this idea that, you know, when we are in a strong community, we're going to tend to make less mistakes, less hiccups. Um, because of that support of that community that's just pushing you on, you spurring you on to, to love and to good deeds, like that whole that whole idea. And that we're not when we're not in strong community, we're gonna be prone to making more mistakes, you know. And then and then when we do make mistakes, he points out that when you're in a strong community, that the, the likelihood and the chances are you're gonna recover quickly from the mistakes mm-hmm. that you do make when you're in a strong community that's there to support you and lift you back up to restore you versus you know, when you're kind of that lone wolf kind of lifestyle uh, and making those mistakes that your chances are that's going to be a slower recovery. And so less mistakes in community, but then when you do make mistakes, which we will, we're going to have a quicker recovery in community. And so just both ends, you know, the power of of community. And so um, I love that. I've certainly, love, yes. You know, it was really just it was encouraging for me to think about I think it's uh, something we want to encourage you guys that are listening, even talks about how, you know, when it comes to our health, that nothing contributes, you know, this is just proven research that nothing contributes more to the quality of our health than, than, than good relationships, healthy relationships um, in our life. And so I wanted to point like kind of, as we just kind of go through this conversation, Derek, this month, the idea that, um, you know, life will get hard. We know that, and there are seasons of, of life um, that we have our ups and that we have our downs, and that being in community is the best way to get through uh, those hard times. And uh, I want to just kind of kind of focus there, center around that. And I find it always find it interesting how uh, this is just perhaps this is like where we are in this book. This is where we're landing in this conversation. Sure. And right when we're going to have this conversation, um, you know, I'm in a position in my life where um, in a season where it's gotten hard recently. And uh, it was just like the timing. It's like, you know what? God always knows. Like <laughs> yes. this, the timing is perfect. And uh, I feel like I can just kind of speak in this in this area right now um, in a really personal way. And uh, this is, you know, I said earlier, I'd say why I'm coming uh, we're doing this podcast the way we're doing it this month and why I'm in Canada. And my mother passed away uh, a few weeks ago. And so um, I'm back home right now with my father and, you know, we're just making arrangements for my mom's funeral and just taking care uh, of all those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm an only child. And so um, just really important for, you know, to me to be here with, with him right now. And, um, but it's in all of this, I've just been reminded about the importance of of being on a team and being in a pack and being uh, in community. And I've just seen, um, you know, as we're speaking to dads, and that's kind of what our passion is in talking about my own father. I've seen his community and how um, and how it's just carrying him right now, and how yes. and how all these years um, 
he's modeled that for me. He's lived that out. And now when he's in a season that he's in of loss, um, you're seeing this community rally around him. He's, he's always been such a team player in his past. And now you see how it's kind of coming full circle. Um, my dad for 30 years, this is kind of crazy if you think about this, but for about for, for 30 years, almost every day um, during the week, not on a weekend, but Monday through Friday, when they're home um, at 1030, there is his neighborhood. It knows that his home is where you come for community and for coffee. Like every single wow. day, people show up here for coffee and for community. And many of these people are, don't share his faith. Um, some do, some don't, and it's just, but it's a, become a place of, of community for this neighborhood. And so you, you see that happening and you see the importance of, of that in, in, in right now as, as my dad has lost his, his wife and, and how that community is rallying around him. Um, my dad had a massive heart attack a few years ago when, uh, when he uh, was been taking care of my mom, my mom passed of, of, of Alzheimer's and, you know, during that, that care of her, uh, he had a massive heart attack with all the stress. He, he told me yesterday that he had 93 cards sent to him in the mail. <laughs> He's, he still has that number in his head. I think it's funny, wow. but just, that's how, you know, but just that, that response to, to the, to the care. Um, and he talks about, we, we come from a very big family and, uh, he talks about how anytime they would travel, when they would pass through a town, he would always make a point to stop and visit a nephew or a niece or a brother or a sister or a friend. That was yes. something they did. And now you're seeing this rest, this, you know, how those, how he added value to, to so many lives and now yes. how they're trying to, uh, to care for my home growing up was like, had this open door policy, like for my friends, our house and, was always the place to be and it wasn't because it was something special about our house but it was sure. i think because my parents um they just they just loved you know caring and relating and making community and so um just all of that and then personally for me uh just the response of of our dad camp team our staff the response of our board and how they're wanting to just care for for me uh, my friends, uh, you know, I've got a, a guy that I've been meeting with once a month for lunch for over 10 years. Uh, he texted me this morning because today was actually going to be our lunch and, uh, you know, I'm not home and, but just the, you know, without that community, um, you know, this would be a lot harder and it would be uh, a lot different. And, um, and I know yeah. Derek, you know, again, um, I've been sharing a lot here, but, um, I know that I've seen community in your life as well. I know I, you're part of a, a group that I know that's been meeting since your first dad camp a few years ago that, that meets, continues to meet regularly, the, just the community that you find yourself in. Um, share a little bit about just the different ways that, that being sure. a part of a team has been impactful for you. Yeah, and I'd like to just also comment on kind of your story and what you brought up and, and even how your dad's created this space uh, for coffee, for community. And I just... For me, and and I think it's a uh, super vital uh, that these are these are authentic personal relationships. It's not just it's not just from a text message. It's not just from a social media. Yeah, we're connected and we're maybe friends there on that platform, but 
we're investing personally yeah. into each other. And, and yeah, when you need it, that's when your community shows up. And, and I can reflect on as I was kind of, you know, working through the book and, and thinking, thinking through how, do, how does community show up in my life? I know in my darkest time of my life, it was, I was trying to fly solo. I was, I was a lone wolf. I was trying to, to figure out the world. I was kind of thinking I can do this on my own. And boy, I just, I, I just, I just went to a dark place and, and, and it wasn't until, it wasn't really until I reached out, until I engaged with my community that I started to come back to the right place. And so I, whether it was, you know, being proud and thinking I got this and I can do this and I'm going to figure it all out and um, I don't need God, I don't need family, I don't need community to help me through this, but really just kind of at my darkest, weakest moments in life, I, I, I reached out back to my community and, man, began this process of, of healing and being on the journey that I'm in today. And, and yeah, that community that you talked about, uh, we've set up and and I've reflected over the last 20 years since kind of I was probably at my, my darkest. Uh, but now in this this last 20 years of being a part of a community and understanding the importance of where I was to, to now where I'm at and what's gotten me there. And man, it's been it's been just so good to reflect on and really understand the importance of the community around me. I know I just I know if I had something going on. So yeah, I let me just back up. If I had something going on in the last twenty years, I feel like I've gotten through it. And I'm sure I've had things going on, but I was like, man, what's what's been the toughest thing I've had to get through in the last twenty years? And like how has that impacted me and how did I get through that? Well, I can just tell you from having this community around me, like what you said before, less mistakes and, and quicker recovery. Like I've made mm-hmm. less mistakes life has been yep. easier or when times have been tougher, I'm able to rebound and, and not fall back into kind of that dark, that dark space. Yeah. We've, we've kind of set up a community of, of dads, of men in our community where every Saturday morning, 7am standing invitation, you don't even have to kind of ask if it's going to happen or, Hey, is anybody meeting tomorrow? You just know someone's going to be there. Yep. And so we have every Saturday morning, 7am, we all meet at a coffee shop and, and the, the, the size of the community could range from five guys to 15 guys to, I mean, there's more on this text, this text chain that we kind of all throw out, uh, what's going on in life or, uh, through the week we'll do that. But we engage every weekend at 7am on a Saturday morning. That's often a time where dads with kids have kids aren't doing anything on a Saturday morning at 7 a.m. usually. So it's an opportunity for dads to be able to get together. So it's just been so good to, to just meet and, and work together through whether we're finishing the book we got at dad camp or whether we're studying something from the Bible together or whether we're just talking about a real life issue that's going on in a household and how can we support each other. These are the guys that I know when I need something now in life, you know, and we've been doing this for almost probably three years, probably nearly three years now we've been doing this every Saturday morning. And I know when I need something in life, that's the first group I turn to, to say, 
hey, fellas, here's a need or, hey, fellas, I'm struggling here. Yep. And and they're the first guys to jump in and respond to say, here's how I can help or let's meet up or I can do this. Or there was one time, you know, and this was so great because it was kind of last minute. My wife was kind of struggling uh, and, and I wanted to kind of just take her on a date, take her to dinner. Hey, I can tell she just needs a little change of pace, change of scenery here. Let me just take her on a date. She's had a tough day, tough week at work, et cetera. So I just threw out a message. Hey, fellas, here's what's going on with my wife. Any chance I could drop my kids off at any one of your houses right now so I can take my wife to dinner? And I, I had more than one guy say, yep, we're available. Bring them over. And so it was so good to be able to just rely upon that community, take my kids over there, give my wife the time and the space she needed for conversation to clear her head, and then go back to to my community and say thanks. And so, yeah, man, I certainly have loved the value of that. And I'm currently just participating also in a in a, a ministry called Fight Club. And it's just a great dynamic uh, where they want to build. It's a community of men here in Indiana that are trying to just do a 10-week a kind of men's ministry uh, course that's really uh, driven to to help men grow spiritually, physically, relationally, and mentally. And they're doing that by surrounding you with like-minded individuals that want to achieve and want to continue to grow together. So they're also they're doing a, a great thing with with how they do that, and, and they're set up. And it's just this is week two of Fight Club for this round, and it's just these are new guys that I've been introduced to for this round, and already you can just see the sense of of the guys in our group and how they're going to be growing together, how we're going to be able to lean on each other during these times. Love Fight Club. Yeah, totally with you. And I think I want to go back to what you said at the very beginning of that, Derek, is like this is all rooted in relationship. Like this is intentional, you know, making yourself available to people, you know, loving people, adding value to people. Uh, You know, I feel pretty strongly that, you know, especially as we lead our kids as dads, like we're living in this digital age, people so easily want to fall back into these social media type environments, community environments and, and groups. And um, I just think that this is what I'm, what we're talking about here is face to face life community. This is not community from across a screen or through a chat. Not that that's, bad that's not what i'm trying sure. to say there's value but there yeah there is value there of course there's value there but there is something about you know being present with someone seeing the expression on their face looking them in the eyes making sure they they feel what you're trying to communicate to them as you you try to build them up and encourage them and as they do the same you know for you it's just it's different and uh and so just want to encourage you guys as you're listening to to really think about that. Like, do you have your team? You know, do you have that, that guy? Do you have those guys that um, are going to be there uh, when things get hard, knowing that they're going to be hard? And are you not just, are you, do you have that to receive, but are you giving that to someone? Are you adding value? I, I, I was thinking about, you know, as, as a follower of, of, of Jesus, you know, we are invited to be change agents in this world and you cannot do that as a lone wolf, you know, being a change agent is purely about relating and loving people and serving people. And that just cannot be done. And it, it's just, 
it's it's the greater life it's the greater adventure it's the greater purpose that that god invites us all into but it's rooted in in community and so um there's just there's just something there's so there's so much strength and there's so much health and there's so much adventure uh in relationship and in in community and you know um i was thinking of a funeral that i had to do this probably 10 years ago uh, but i remember meeting with some family members uh they had asked me to do a funeral i did not know this individual that had passed and uh so just meeting with them and just trying to gather some stories so i could serve this family well but then the day of the the service came and honestly there was there was a handful of people in the room and this is a a person that had lived well into their 80s and and it, it just um yeah, I'll never forget that. That sure, it, it, there just wasn't a celebration on that day of a life that really added a lot of value to to others, and it was just it was sad. And to think now, as we're thinking about my mom's celebration of life, and you know, we were at the funeral home, and we had to actually go um, reserve a, a different space because this funeral home only had room for about 150 to 200 people to be in there. Where they would hold their 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 services and so um we had to find you know and you know thankfully the, the church that, that that we were a part of for many years is available but you know we needed more space because we know yeah. that that so many are going to come to to be there to to remember my mom and to be there for us um and there's it's just you know she lived a life you know there's a life well lived they, they've lived their lives in community and they've added value and they've been change agents. And so, you know, that's what we're all, you know, called into. And then, you know, yesterday, as we're doing this podcast today, you know, was it, we have another, you know, another mass shooting in, in the United States in Tennessee. And again, these are, if you look back, you know, as I've looked back at the, the, the history of these, uh, of who does these mass shootings, they're, I mean, I think it's a hundred percent, I could be wrong, but generally these are lone wolves. That's just how mm. these people are. They're isolated. They're without community. They don't feel like they belong. They're not loved. And they've, you know, and then they're they're making these decisions there to to act out in this way. And this is these are boys. These are not men. You know, yes, they're they're adult people that are doing these things, but they're not they're not men. They're they're boys that are acting out because they've they've been isolated and they haven't found life in, in community. And so um, we just wanted to uh, encourage you guys this month with um, this idea of thinking about uh, thinking about whether or not you're, you know, if you're being honest with yourself, as we like to always say at dad camp, um, are you a lone wolf, more of a lone wolf type of life, or are you a, a, a team player? And so, you know, some final thoughts as we, wrap up this conversation i would say you know the question of you know do you have a team um, are you contributing to your team are you serving i mean are you are you in some capacity are you a part of a team that's that's just adding value that's contributing to the greater good in this world and 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 living out your faith are you modeling that for your family and showing them the the value uh, of, of of serving are you know you're part of a discipleship small group like derek has talked about and you know when things get hard is there a team responding to lift you up when things get hard for others are you a part of the team that's lifting them up and i wouldn't say this just because you need this 
But I would say as a dad, uh, your kids need this. Uh, we need mm. to lead our families and show them community. We need to show them the value of it, the importance of it, because at some point in their life, um, they're going to make those decisions too, whether to, uh, again, be a part of community or whether uh, to, to isolate. And, uh, you know, the right path, the, the healthy path is is community. So any final 10% on your end, Derek, as we kind of close out this this conversation? Yeah, and, and just this story, you know, brings up as we, as we wrap up here, like I, yeah, I, I, you know, you know, this story, but I have a, I have a loved one right now that's just lost and he's, he's kind of isolating uh, himself and he's, mm -hmm. he's kind of pushed back from the community that's trying to, to surround him, be it myself or, or others that I know are trying to surround him and, and he's just in a tough spot. So, and while I, you know, we're, we're certainly continuing to pursue him and I know God's continuing to pursue him, uh, we're just we're just hopeful to kind of he reaches out. I just know the impact of of when I finally reached out where it took me in my life and I'm just we're just trying to get him to reach out. So me as that community member, when I know someone's in need, when I know someone's hurting or when you can see them isolating themselves, that's the time where you've got to step up and engage that because you just see kind of even what you shared about uh, in Nashville uh, yesterday and what you see is is kind of dark dark times dark things challenges uh, come up on those that are these lone wolves that are isolating themselves and and while we think while he kind of shared you think lone wolves are strong and you hear the stories that, or kind of how they've been kind of built built up but yeah they're they're dying earlier they're they're malnourished they're not feeding they're not a part of that pack and amen it just it just reiterates the importance of that community and that pack that you surround yourself with. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up for this month, but we want to just encourage you guys again, when we think of dad camp and, and what's coming and how you can pray for the ministry. Uh, we've got um, an event coming up in Illinois in May. So that's, that's our next domestic dad camp. And we've still got, um, quite a bit of space for that event. So if you're in the Illinois area or if you're in the Midwest and you're like, you know, the fall is not a good time for me or the weekends in the fall or that I had thought of, they're, they're filled up uh, in, in the middle of May. We've got an event um, in central Illinois. And so check, check that out. There's still space at our country lake locations and flat rock locations in Indiana. So if you're in Indiana and you're like on a wait list, don't be on a wait list. Uh, there are incredible venues that are still available down at Country Lake and Flat Rocks, our brand new location this year. And so we are, you know, we've vetted these locations. We're equally excited about every location that's available to you as a dad uh, for dad camp, whether that's in Indiana, whether that's in Illinois, whether that's in Texas or Pennsylvania. Um, there are, there, are, there are opportunities. Montana guys, let's go. We've got six Montana dad camps this year. We've got space still in those events. And so if you have registered Montana dads, get your friends and, uh, and get them engaged. And so that's what's coming. Uh, and we just want to make sure that you're aware of that, that it's just because we've had registration day, not every event sold out. There's still, there's still places to, to consider. Jamaica. And I'd uh, say. Yeah, go ahead, Derek. Or yeah, just say, hey, check that out at our at our website, dadcamp.info on our events page, and you'll be able to register for any of those open spots. Yep. Uh, 
internationally. We've got a team heading uh, to uh, Jamaica here in a couple of weeks. And so we have seven team members uh, heading to Jamaica. So uh, as you're listening to this right now, as you're thinking about uh, middle of April, be praying for them. Uh, be praying that um, that there would be a new army of guys to serve down there, that our team would would lead well and just protect them as they, uh, they go to Jamaica. And then, Derek, I know you're preparing to take a team to the DR in May, correct? Yes, certainly excited to be back in the Dominican. I've got a long history of, of serving and loving on the people there. So, yes, we are building a team currently, and there could be a couple spots available still if anyone is interested in joining that team. We reach out. We'd love to connect on that. Uh, that's going to be uh, the first half of May. We've got uh, a great some some great events planned down there with a, with a new partner we're partnering with. So, looking forward to being back in the Dominican. So if you would be available to serve and go on an adventure to the DR with Derek and his team, uh, you can email him, Derek at dadcamp.info, or just get on our website, and uh, or you can email strongerfathers at dadcamp.info and just say, hey, I'm interested in that, that DR trip, and we will certainly uh, uh, get in touch with you uh, for that. So, And then lastly, uh, just got off a call yesterday with uh, two incredible guys in the country of Serbia. And... Uh, mm. Man, it was awesome. just to hear the different ministries and organizations that they are a part of, the heart that they have to to love people and and um, and serve people in that country. And they were pumped about the Dad Camp concept, the Dad Camp mission and vision. Uh, they're hoping to actually be coming to the United States this fall, so we're they're thinking about coming and observing Dad Camp at one of our at one of our events, but. But beyond that, they're they're already thinking and, and dreaming and, and and believing that um, that dad camp will uh, happen in Serbia someday. We ended the call with um, as this as as one of the guys uh, I'd shared about my mom passing and me being with my dad right now. And he prayed for me in Serbian, which I mean I don't know what he was saying, but it was just it's just beautiful. Just you know to have someone again caring for you. Uh, yeah, speaking another language, but just covering you in that way and and showing their concern and um, just I was so encouraged by that by that call yesterday. And then we're also talking about um, uh, taking a team to Ethiopia next year, which would be another uh, country in Africa that uh, we've never taken dad camp to. So again, we're just wanting you to be aware of those things so you can pray uh, as as we continue to just go until we get a no. That's that's the posture of this ministry, and uh, that's. That's kind of how we're going to continue to faithfully uh, to go as, as we feel like God God leads us. So those are things to pray for. And so, um, again, uh, we're going to wrap this up. As we always say, you have what it takes, dads. So go do whatever it takes to be the strongest father you can be. Go do whatever it takes to be a team player, not to be a lone wolf, but to, to live it, to model it, to bring your kids into community, to be a part of community so that you can be a part of, you know, being a change agent for this world. And, uh, and that's rooted in community. So love you guys. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully the technology works okay this month, being that we've never done it this way before. So thanks for being patient. And uh, hopefully we'll be all back in the studio again for next month's episode. But take care. God bless. And we'll see you again next month.